Chapter 4. The Influence Pyramid Think of your influence strategy as a giant pyramid. At every level of the pyramid, you can exert influence, and at every level, you reap rewards. As you work your way up the pyramid, you focus more and more on the end goal, moving your placement in the magic quadrant up and to the right. The bottom of the pyramid is your addressable market, as represented by people who make purchasing decisions in your space. One important factor to keep in mind is that influence flows both ways. But the influence that flows from the bottom up is cumulative, while the influence that flows down is targeted. As you succeed in influencing one level, the rewards flow downhill and result in increased sales or shorter sales cycles. All good. Every customer can be an influence on the rest of the addressable market, resulting in an immediate impact on your sales. Over time, as you get more customers, you get more of the base of the pyramid supporting your position in the world. It is also very hard to shake your position at the top, the cumulative influence that you have on the Gartner Analyst, if you have a dominant position in the base. Customers also influence the next level. Technology users who are on social media, many of whom are also customers. However, it's your job to maintain a constant effort to generate positive tweets or at least recognition from these part-time influencers. Part-time because most of the time they're talking about Justin Bieber and the Super Bowl. But they are connected to the next tier and many important influencers in your space, sometimes even the analysts. The third tier is comprised of the bloggers and journalists who cover your space. They pick up on the general sentiment of the tiers below them, which then influences what they say and how they cover your company and products. That, in turn, influences the next tier, the CIOs. Why break the CIOs out from the bottom tier of customer decision-makers? It is because of the influence they exert upwards on the analyst community. On the way up the pyramid, you want to get to the C-level decision-makers. By building a strong sentiment that favors your company, gets it noticed, gets you invited to demo and sell your products, you're creating a self-financing strategy. Any effort to market to the lowest tier, engage the social media tier, work with the bloggers and journalists, will pay off as the CIOs include you in their IT strategies. And from the CIOs comes your primary influence on Gartner. Before talking about how CIOs influence Gartner, let's return to your influence strategy at the lower tiers. Every action you take to influence any tier serves the ultimate goal of influencing analysts. The results are simply more diffuse, so it takes a lot of touch points. Despite my somewhat forced metaphor of a pyramid, the analyst community is connected to all these tiers. They engage with decision makers at all levels. They talk to the channel to discover what products are selling and what the success rate is of installations of these products. If there is a positive vibe associated with your company from the bottom to the top, analysts will pick up on it. Now let's talk about those CIOs. Gardner analysts talk every day to CIOs and their client base. Think of the Gartner client base as the global 10,000. That is certainly what they want the market to do. A Gartner analyst may talk to as many as 20 CIOs in a week through the inquiry process and one-on-one -on -one meetings at conferences and sales calls. By the topics of these conversations, they draw conclusions about what is hot, which categories are seeing a surge in interest, which vendors are making it to the bake-offs.
If a Gartner analyst gets three calls a week where your company comes up, they'll conclude that you're gaining tremendous action. There is no better way to influence a Gartner analyst than through the Gartner client base. A word about the Gartner client base. Gartner classifies buyers into categories and is the first to admit that 80% of their clients are late adapters. Think of Jeffrey Moore's crossing the chasm theory again. It is only after you begin to be picked up by late adapters that your company starts to dominate an industry. Think of the qualities of a late adapter. Large, risk-averse, tons of legacy products still in their IT shops. They have extensive IT staffs, long evaluation cycles, and often refuse to be reference clients. In short, they're hard to sell to. CIOs at late adapters are the type of people who do not make a move without checking with Gartner. If you are selling to them, the Gartner analyst will pick up on that and finally be ready to move you up and to the right in the magic quadrant. That is just the first half of the cycle. Getting positive positioning in the MQ immediately cascades down to all the lower tiers in the pyramid. You start to gain a bigger chunk of the market, the base. You get more attention in social media and from bloggers and journalists, and that leads to more assurance to the CIOs at the late adapters that it's time to look at your products. That in turn feeds the analysts with more data and affirmation that they were right, which generates future positive change to your position in the magic quadrant. That's how it works. Now, how can you deploy your resources to influence each tier of the pyramid with a tighter and tighter focus as you reach the top?